Welcome to One Tired Teacher, Episode 78, Adding Flipgrid to Your Distance Learning Strategy. So today we're going to be talking about Flipgrid and this powerful technology piece that we can add to our distance learning classroom or even to our classroom when we go back to what will hopefully be a somewhat normal life and schedule. So we are going to be talking about some really cool things that we can do with Flipgrid and why you might want to incorporate this. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, so I am super excited because ah, my adventure in education is taking a new twist next year, and I'm going to be back in the media center as the media specialist slash educational technology integration coach. So I am, you know, I was at first I was like kind of shocked. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm super excited about this because integrating technology is a passion of mine. I got my master's in educational technology and media design in 2011. And I had one to one iPads in my second grade classroom for like four years before I left the classroom. And it was incredible. I get super excited when I talk about technology. And I also like I love the idea of getting kids excited about coming to a space and learning and thinking and creating and discovering. And so I think that in the end, this is probably a huge gift to me. And I'm excited about it. And I'm going to be talking about lots of really cool things that have to do with technology integration and you know motivating students and still talking about like the things that we talk about as you know teachers and the trials and the treasures that will still be coming. But I will, I will be focusing on some really cool technology pieces and so I'm excited about that and we're going to be talking today about Flipgrid because I know that with distance learning a lot of people are trying to find you know some cool new innovative things to use in their distance learning toolkit and also something that they can take into the future because I really am hoping that that's one positive thing that comes out of all of this and that is that teachers are a little less scared or timid to try something new and exciting to get like to really engage their kids and to incorporate a meaningful piece of technology and hopefully we start to move away from like assigning textbook pages and that being the end of our technology integration because we are living in a time where we're falling behind in this area and these like stem types of jobs and careers that are going to, that exist and are and are going to continue to grow and exist we are we need to be ready, ready for that. We need to have kids ready for that. And and even if they don't choose those particular careers, like technology is a part of their life. That's been a part of their life since the day they were born. These are our digital natives and they this is how they function. And this is what they this is their go to. So we have to figure out how to to incorporate that in their world so that they're ready for their future, no matter what that path looks like. 
Okay, so I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. And I want to talk to you about Flipgrid and adding Flipgrid to your, your learning, your distance learning strategy. So what is Flipgrid? Flipgrid is a free video response platform where educators can have online video discussions with their students, which I think is really, really cool. And teachers can even, they can even provide feedback to their students once the the videos have been posted. And another cool feature is that students, they can give feedback to one another. So it makes it this collaborative, engaging platform. And there's just so many possibilities with this this tool and in a nutshell it's like teachers they create a grid where they and then they add topics and you can think of a grid kind of like a page full of boxes like the opening introduction of the Brady Bunch which you may have never seen because you're too young and I'm so old Um, but (laughs) it kind of does remind me of that but each grid contains like it's your class it's your class of students that you can add in advance and there are different ways to add to add kids. You can do it through your school email accounts. You can do it through a personal ID that you create for the students. You could do, there's like a, um, a QR code way of doing it. So there's a couple of different ways that we will get into further on down the line. Today, we're just going to talk about like some of the basics and some of the like ways that you can use it. And next week's episode, we're going to go, we're going to dive a little deeper into like the tech, the technical part of like how you how you run things but there are different ways to use it so you want to make sure that you get your own personal kids and that it's 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 very private and so that's the cool that's a cool part about it and you can also it's like a great a grid again is like it's your meeting space for your class so you've got your meeting space for your class and then teachers add a topic to the grid and anything goes as far as the topics are concerned it might be like an icebreaker like a would you rather question, which I talked about would you rather in episode 77 on distance learning activities. So you can check that out if you want a link to that in the show notes. It could be a response to a literature, it can be things that you learn from informational text, it could be STEM principles, it could be a mini presentation on anything that you're covering in class, it can be a digital exit ticket. And there's just so many possibilities, which is the really cool thing about Flipgrid. And so kids, they turn in and they respond to this, to a topic, to ideas. They share their ideas, their stories, and their work through, through a video. And I love how this gives kids another option to show what they know in like an alternative setting. So they're not always having to use pen or paper or pencil to paper. And for those kids that struggle in the area of, you know, getting their words out in writing, they're able to create a video. Now, sometimes I would have students use, you know, write it out first, or even teaching them how to like summarize or jot down key points so that they don't go off on a tangent. That can be really helpful. And then you're also integrating writing as well. But I think it's nice to have an alternative assessment or an alternative way for kids to show what they know. And it's not doesn't always have to look the same and kids like they are like video again like they love video they watch YouTube they dream of being on YouTube so you're going to give them the chance to kind of be on their your own class little YouTube and the coolest part is that every learner shares their voice and they they really build upon the diverse voices of their peers and I just think that 
is really cool. And it's simple, it's fun, it only takes a few minutes. Learners, they, they pause and they flip their camera while they're recording. They add uploaded video and, fo- and photos. They can add photo- photos to their video, which is really cool. They can trim like an unlimited clip. They can include a whiteboard. They can include text. They can include emojis. They can um, use inking. And they can do so many things to add more like superpower to their story which is really, really cool. It makes it really fun. It makes it fun for kids. Kids kids love those kinds of things. And there's also different video styles that make the, this even more engaging. And, you know, kids love to play around with those kind of things. It's like starting a, maybe even a filmmaker's journey. Like maybe they're going to, you know, veer off into that. And I think that can be exciting to like give kids an opportunity to try new things so that they can find what, where their passions lie and what they're good at. And I think that's, that's an exciting element. Another really cool feature of Flipgrid is the discussion element. You can invite families to collaborate by sharing a mixtape, which is like a collection of videos for families to follow. Like if you were born <laughs> in the 70s or even maybe in the 80s, you might remember mixtapes. I mean, like I can remember sitting in front of my, my, you know, listening to my radio on my stereo and having a tape and waiting for that song to start that I wanted to play and hitting record and then like waiting for the next song and like creating a tape of all the songs that I love well this is kind of the same thing it's like taking the videos you know of every or maybe of an individual student and creating this mixtape collection and sharing it with families and families can follow it um and and it's just like a snippet can be a snippet of the students videos or it can be like their videos all in one place so I think that's really cool and um yeah and if you like again back to the mixtape it makes me think of like making mixtapes for like a boyfriend or something like that in this case you'd be making it for your families or you might even be making it for the student it could be like a portfolio which I think could be really cool you can also create a guest mode to allow families to record from home or during conferences, which would be which would be a great way of having conferences for especially in distance learning. Like this would be a nice way for you to do a short little, you know, video to your parents and let them respond back to you in like a conference format. Teachers and again, teachers always have full control of their grids and the videos, so that's important. So Flipgrid offers this is an unbelievable aspect. Like it offers over 10,000 ready to launch topics that you can use and kind of customize for yourself. So if you're stuck and thinking, I don't know what, what topics to use, or I don't know how to get started with this, they already have ones that you can, that you can use automatically, which makes it like you just really helps you start to brainstorm ways that you can do that. And I'm going to share some too. I'm going to share seven, seven like topics that you can get started or seven ways that you can get started with using Flipgrid. So we will talk about that in just a second. So I just think that it is, it can be like so cool in your classroom, but I have a teacher that I'm so excited to work with next year. And she reached out and she said, well, what is, what do you think is the importance or the reason why you might use 
Flipgrid versus like your current manage learning management system. Like for us, we are using Schoology, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast. We're using Schoology as our learning management system. So it houses everything from in this one place. And yours might be Google Classroom or Cam Canvas, I think it is one or Cam- yeah, yeah, Canvas and um, Edmodo. That's another one. So whatever you're using, like why would you go ahead and add another piece if you have like in Schoology, you have the option if you created a discussion, which would be a topic, or you just, you know, you create a discussion or even possibly an assignment. And then you have the ability to comment, kids have the ability to comment, and they can create in the comment, they can do an audio response, or they can do an audio and visual, which they do a video response. Like what, what would be the reason to use Flipgrid, rather than just go ahead and let them, you know, answer the discussion with a video. And I think that what what I would say to that is that Flipgrid, like I said, it's like it's like a grid, it's like boxes across the page. So you can see everybody's response, you know, obviously, it's not running at the same time, but you see everybody's still picture of their response all in one place. The thing that that's different about Schoology is like, it's, it's, um, What's the word? Is it horizontal? I always get those confused. (laughs) No, that's like horizon. Vertical. It's vertical. So it goes down the page and you're scrolling, 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 scrolling until you find everybody's and you're not even sure if everybody responded. But the thing that I like about Flipgrid is that you could see, you could count, you know, how many people's little pitch, little thumbnail is up there and you're like, okay, I've got everybody in my class and now I can just click, 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 click and listen it feels like it would be easier to assess it. The other thing that I like about about it being in that grid style or, or specifically on Flipgrid is that you can limit it. You can, you can set the limit for just a minute response or up to five minutes responses. So if you were doing it on Schoology, they don't have a limit. They can just go and go and go and go and go. And it's a little, I feel like it's a little more cumbersome because then you've got to click into a person's response and then you got to click on the video. So it's like double clicking as opposed to click in your flip grid and like just looking at the response of the student. So I, I, I like that aspect of it. The other things that I think are cool about it that are different than it would be on like your learning management system, which I believe Google Classroom excuse me, is the same way. It's just like this vertical response. So you can't see everybody's like across the page. So but I think one of the cool things about Flipgrid are all the things that I talked about a few minutes ago, like they have different video options, they have you can add text, you can add emojis, you can you know, you've got you can inking, you can do all this stuff on your video, which is more fun on the, on the video end than you can in Schoology. Schoology is just literally video recording the person right there in front of the camera. I mean, they can make it more exciting, but they can't really add any elements to it where you can definitely add elements on Flipgrid. So I think that is, is a huge difference as well. You can reply to another student could reply in a learning management system. So that would make it like a little more interactive and collaborative. But in Flipgrid, like they, it's set up so that they can do that as well. I love the idea of the mixed tape, taking bits and pieces and sharing that. You cannot do that in Schoology. Um, I also like the idea of... um, like a global aspect, which I talk about as one of the things that you can do. So I'm going to wait till we get to that one because there is like a global aspect that you can use on Flipgrid, which is really cool that you can't do in Schoology because it's very, um, 
it's it's like really like really private. Not that you don't want it to be private, but that there are ways that you can share certain things, which I think can you know you can get that global aspect that you can't necessarily get in something like Schoology or Edmodo. You might be able to do that in Google Classroom, but I'm not 100% sure. So I think that is what I would say is the reason for Flipgrid. I also think sometimes because we're dealing with digital natives, I don't think we have to go crazy and do like 25,000 different technology pieces, especially when we're when we're feeling a little timid ourselves. Like I think it's good. It's a good idea to get really good at something and then you try something else. But I do like the idea of mixing it up for kids because they are so used to mixing it up that I think that it makes sense for us to add a new piece, even if it does a similar feature, especially when it does add some of those cooler layers that make kids want to do it. I mean, like they, they think it's fun to do the video. So at first, like it feels like new and they're kind of excited about it, but then it gets a little stale. And so like adding something like Flipgrid keeps it you know, fresh, and now they can add emojis, and then they can learn how to add text, and then they can learn how to add photos. And so I think that that can be, I think that's really cool. So that that's my answer to that. Hopefully that answers that question. So I do want you to stay tuned for next week when we start talking about like how we're really going to break down Flipgrid a little bit more and talk about like the dashboard and talk about some of the terms and talk about some of the ways that you can use it and get a little more technical. So hopefully you'll, you'll tune in. But before we get to that, which is, you know, a week away, let's talk about some ideas for topics as this is often the thing that comes up and prevents teachers from moving forward. They just can't see what it would look like in the bigger picture. So let's talk about the bigger picture a little bit so that you can start to imagine and brainstorm and get excited. And then once your juices get flowing and you've had a week to think about it, I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can do it. So here are seven ideas to get you started on using Flipgrid. So one of the things that you could do is like a response to a read aloud or like, you know, an informational text piece from your science or social studies curriculum or whatever, whatever text you're using in order to support those standards. For example, let's say you're working on author's purpose and you may want your writers to, or not your writers, your, well, your writers, yes, your writers, your students, your kids, you may want them to, to tell why the author wrote something that you're studying. Let's say you're studying solids, liquids, and gases. I have a little reader in my shop on TPT. I'll link to it in the, in the show notes, matter, matter everywhere. So maybe you're having, you're, you're reading that and you're like, why did the author, the right matter matter everywhere. I want you to create a video response sharing what you think the author is trying to tell us in Matter Matter Everywhere, written by Trina Debery, and how you how they feel about this topic. Like, how does the author feel? Like, what kinds of words allows you to know that they have any kinds of feelings about this? Or what is their purpose for writing this? What are they trying to convey? Be sure to give specific evidence to why you think what you think is the author's purpose. So we're going back to text evidence and so on and so forth. So that could be one way, like a close read kind of response to either literature or informational text. I gave you an informational text sample, but you could totally do that with literature as well, even if it was with, you know, author's point of view. And if whatever you were reading, you know, what is what is the how do you how does the author feel about this? Or what is their not even how they feel that's more of author's purpose, but like how, how can you tell that this was written from the character's perspective or the narrator's perspective? 
and what does you know could be how the author how the author is feeling in it like what do we know that they're that they are they're they're giving us their background or their specific voice in the story I always like to do when I do author's um, point of view I like to do like a compare and contrast with like a different version of like like Cinderella if you're doing fairy tales or folk tales like if you're looking at the a, a traditional Cinderella um, story you might look at how the narrator is telling the story and you can tell that by the narrator saying she and Cinderella and they call her by name and they say and they're they sound like they are like neutral although they are very specific about pointing out that the stepmother is is nasty and mean and things like that so you can see some feeling words when you really start digging in which is you know such a powerful way of looking at text and it's like I love doing that with kids especially with kids and even with second graders and and they get it they totally get it they're so funny about things like that but anyway um and then comparing it to um seriously what is that called seriously Cinderella I don't know there's another version and I can link to that in the show notes as well where they tell the story from the stepmom's perspective and she acts like Cinderella is just a brat and it's they're very cute stories where they do like the opposite point of view and it's so powerful and and showing the kids like what the story would look like if it were told by the stepmom and you know it's told by the stepmom because it's of the title and also because it's like she says the words I and me and we and things like that that you know that she's speaking she's the one speaking so it's really interesting all right that was a long ex- explanation, but it's just getting your brain thinking about whatever you're covering in your reading workshop. You might want to try to use a Flipgrid as a response. Another idea may be to do a mental check-in or like a mood moment where, especially during this time of distance learning, where students get a chance to share how they are feeling for the day. And that could be really quick. That could be a minute. You know, that could be like or maybe two minutes or whatever, like really fast. And this is a great way for kids to start to name and identify their feelings that they're having and like to speak about their feelings and really to support one another as well. Like replying to those kind of things for each other, I think would be really powerful. Another idea is using Flipgrid as an introduction like this and this might really come in handy if we're still doing distance learning in the fall like they might introduce themselves who they are a little bit about themselves what they love to do in school what they love to do at home how old they are how many family members um, those kinds of things like an introduction I think would be really cool and another idea would be if you're still in your current year is to have this current class do a flip grid to next year's students, like giving them some words of wisdom, offering them some advice and some tips and for, you know, coming into the class, especially if you come in and you're still in distance learning, like you're going to have new kids come in and they're not going to know you in person they're going and their first experience is going to be online so it would be nice to hear from other kids who love you and who had the chance to have the chance to know you and so they can give those these new students some words of wisdom they can tell them some of the things that you're going to do that's fun they can tell you they can I did this because I had the end of these end of the year packs that 
I do these end of the year themes. So, and it's and I do have some ver- some digital ones too, and I'll link to those in the show notes. But um, but one of the activities is for them to write to the next year's students. And I remember when I would do this with my kids, and they would write things like, um, and that's when I had a different last name. They would be like, Miss Dralis does not like when you yell out. So make sure you raise your hand and and they're like Miss Dralis wants or doesn't you know wants you to always try your best Miss Dralis make sure that you ask three before me like they were tell they would tell them these funny things and I'm like wow like I really must be irritated by some of those because they would like get really specific about that I thought that was so funny and then they would say really good things too of course which always made me feel good like you know she she loves you no matter what or she and she loves reading and she reads in great voices and things like that and it would it would be fun so anyway I think a a flip grid to the next year's students could be a really cool activity and if you're still if you're still in distance learning right now it would be a really cool thing to do for next year's class I think I'm going to do that for sure because I am working with kids all in the school and I think it would be really cool because they haven't seen me as the media specialist they've seen me as a student support specialist I think it would be really cool for them to get a feel of like what these kids have learned about me especially during this distance learning time and like share it with the, the incoming you know the students for next year some of them will be the same students but some of them are fifth graders and they'll be gone so anyway um what's another idea okay another idea would be to have your current Oh, I just said that. Another idea would be to create a digital exit ticket. I think this is one of my favorite ideas for Flipgrid because I think digital exit tickets are could be so powerful. And I have digital exit tickets for second grade for all literature and informational text standards. And they are through Google Slides. And I'll link to those in the show notes. But I think doing a Flipgrid would be really cool, even if you use those and you use those as the topic. And you allowed your students to create that video. It's kind of like what I said before in response to, you know, literature or informational text, but they could be really quick, they could be like a minute. So they respond in a minute. So and it could be a digital exit ticket, it could be a, you know, an audio or visual exit ticket to anything thing to math, science, social studies, writing like a quick like, you know, um, topic sentence or a topic that you're going to write about or even having them formulate a question if you're doing question, you know, asking and answering questions. Pretty powerful for exit tickets. And then the last idea, idea number seven, this is where what I think is really cool. And that is it. This is where it impacts your classroom globally. I think flip grids, they have this grid, these things called grid pals, which we'll talk some more ne- about next week. And they allow users to collaborate with other classes around the world, which I think is so cool. Like you could literally connect with people like around the world and you can filter your grid pals but to search by grade and subject level. So you could like, you know, your second graders to your second graders in Australia or in South Africa or New Zealand or wherever. I think that would be amazing. So there are really some powerful ways to use Flipgrid. And yeah, and so I hope that you got some benefit out of this and you really start to think about how you might use this powerful tool. And next week, we're going to dive further into this into this and, you know, talk about it a little bit more. I hope that you will join me. This one tired teacher isn't feeling so tired lately, is actually feeling pretty rejuvenated and I'm excited. Until next week, sweet dreams and sleep tight.